What's up, nerds? It's Rick Swift of the Film Grouch Show, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, who joins me every time. Madison Swift, hello! Hello, hello. So, Madison, uh, would you like to tell everybody which movie you chose? Yes, this is my she-pick. I chose South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. In a world fraught with corruption... Did you just say the F word? Did he say the S word? Young man, did you just say the Q word? Four young boys united by fate. The machinery of the V-chip emits a small shock whenever an obscenity is uttered. This isn't fair, you send him. Torn apart by destiny. Somewhere between love and honor, between courage and not courage, between Kansas and Utah, there lies South Park. Kyle Broslovsky. Sick! Is it Cartman's mom? Oh, very funny. It is Cartman's mom. Stan Marsh. But this is gonna be the best movie ever. It's a foreign film from Canada. Saddam Hussein. Is sex the only thing that matters to you? I love you. Kenny McCormick. I love you, Big Gay L. Thanks for asking. And Eric Cartman. Yes, yes, I saw the Cancer Philly movie. Who wants to touch me? I said, who wants to touch me? All hell breaks loose. That movie has warped my fragile little mind. Ah, yes. So if this is the first time that you're listening to us, uh, we do a little bit of of our format. It is like this. We have uh, he picks and a she picks. So currently we're on a she pick. And as Madison just said, she picked South Park. And the next episode, there'll be a he pick. And at the end, I will reveal a hint about which movie I'll be doing for my he pick. And also, if this is your first time, we have a secret word that we have to try and incorporate uh, throughout the, the show, and then we get points awarded at the end, and whoever wins, wins. I don't know. Uh, it's from dictionary.com. Because I'm a history nerd, we also do a thing I like to do from On This Day in History. So the day that the film was released, I use that date, and then I talk about it, um, some other historical facts that happened on that day that kind of tie into the movie a little bit. So hopefully uh, you'll enjoy the show. So sit up straight. Or slouch, we really don't care as long as you pay attention and prepare to be entertained. So go ahead and tell us about why you picked this movie, Madison. Well, I haven't watched this one in a long time. And it brings back fond memories of the times when things were, you know, not so uptight and fun back in the good old 1990s. I remember when I saw this one in the theater... I was ID'd as I was walking into the movie theater to see it. I was at the ripe age of 21. <laughs> so, yes, I am dating myself, but whatever. I don't care. And I I think that's the only time I ever got ID'd walking into a movie theater ever well, to I see s- a movie. I saw that there was an um, there was a, a rash of that going on, actually, when the movie came out, where people were trying to get into the movie that were 17, that yeah. were just under. And uh, I guess, like, Matt and Trey, the, the creators of South Park, if you're not familiar with who they are, uh, Matt and Trey realized that, and that's kind of why they put that in the movie as a, like an inside joke. Right. So, but why, why this movie? Because I I enjoy the classic South Park. 
over the current South Park. Were we doing something though, and then it like sparked something sparked off in your brain housing group, and you decided that hey, we should really watch South Park. No, it just popped into my head. Just popped in your head. Yes. Okay. Let me do my uh, on this day in history thing. Let me get that out of the way for the history nerds. So this movie actually came out June 30th, 1999, and I was actually in Albania on June 30th, 1999. So I did not see it in the movie theater. I actually saw it um, when I got back and was watching it on VHS, if you remember VHS. But a really interesting segue about when I was in Albania, I had kind of a a movie theater set up in my room. Um, We actually took theater seats that the Russians had left behind, the Soviets had left behind. Um, We were staying at this resort there from the 50s, and we kind of ripped out different things that we could use. Anything that looked that it like wasn't nailed down, we we grabbed. And so I had like theater seating, like four seats in my room, and they had the TX, which is this this giant semi that came in and had different things that they would sell. And the only thing that they really sold was like combat knives and Maxim magazines and VHS tapes. So I got myself a, a a TV combo VHS player thing, you know, back in the back in the day when they used to have those. And um, I got the entire first season of South Park. And people would come into my room and we would just like screen South Park forever. Like and full metal jacket and different things like that. But yeah, South Park was was a very popular show um, to everybody there in Albania. So I was really excited when I got the hell out of there and I was finally able to see this movie. And it was really, really funny, obviously. So on this day, again, June 30th, um, something else happened. In 1934, there was a little event called the Night of the Long Knives where Adolf Hitler basically took all of the brown shirts that he had built up in his Nazi party, people that he had used to help gain power, and then he executed them because he thought that they would be a threat. The reason I bring this up is because one of the main characters in this movie who, by the way, was still alive when this movie came out, is... Saddam Hussein. Yes, Saddam Hussein. And Saddam Hussein had a... Um, he had a purge in 1979 um, where he purged very similar to what Hitler did. He, he had... A, I think they even called it the Night of the Long Knives or something like that. So it was interesting watching this movie because it dawned on me that, wait, when this movie came out, Saddam Hussein was still alive. September 11th hadn't even happened yet. No. It was a completely different world. Yes. So... Everybody was still allowed allowed to laugh back then in 1999. And what, that's 20 years ago? Yes, it is. It's crazy. All right, so we've gotten that out of the way. We've gotten the history lesson out of the way. Um, I won't do any more uh, skimble-scamble speaking here and uh, wasting people's time. Yeah, you're rambling a little bit. Rambling. So let's talk about the plot of the movie. Let's. Let's talk about the plot of this amazing well, movie. let's back up a little and just talk about South Park. In general. So South Park is a TV show on Comedy Central. It's been out since... It was running for a couple of years before the movie came out. Maybe three or four years? Yeah, I want to say 97 is when I first heard about it, I think. I believe so. It's about four young boys in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And their names are Kenny, Kyle, Eric, and Stan. Eric. Eric Cartman. He usually Cartman. goes by Cartman. I was using their first names. And their adventures in the town of South Park, Colorado. Yes. And this little town of South Park, Colorado, everything that you can imagine happens, happens. 
Everything that you couldn't imagine happened happens. Yeah, seriously. Crazy. <laughs> so, in the beginning, it was normal stuff. But lately, the the plots have, and stories in the past couple of seasons have just gotten totally ridiculous. That's why I prefer the more classic episodes. It's just like The Simpsons, too. It, it, yes. it started off a lot different in where it is now. But unlike The Simpsons, South Park still goes after everybody, and they don't care. They even went after Muhammad. They're the only people to ever do yes. that. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So <laughs> very weird way. <laughs> yeah, credit to them for that. Yeah. And the creators of South Park are these two guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yes. And in addition to this animated show, they've done a couple of live action projects too. They've done they did this really funny movie called Basketball. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh god, please don't make us do basketball. <laughs> I don't have that one on DVD, so we're not going to do that one, probably. Okay, good. Um, They also did another movie with puppets called Team America World Police, which that might come up in the future. Yeah, I was kind of surprised you didn't pick that one, actually. Well, maybe I'll pick it another time. you really like that one a lot, and with the whole, so won't we, everything that's going on right now in the world. Yeah, that one's pretty good. One funny thing that Trey Parker and Matt Stone did is um, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is a musical. And one of the songs in this movie was nominated for an Oscar. So these two crazy cats show up at the Oscars wearing dresses. Yes, they did. Full on ball gowns. In 1999. And people just laughed at them. And nobody made a huge deal about it. They didn't call them brave and special and wonderful and so courageous. They thought they were weird and just doing it for laughs. Yeah, I mean, they do everything. They, that's the thing I really like about them is, and again, they will go after anybody. They don't care. If they can get a laugh, they're going to go after that person. They don't care. And they did look goofy and they did look funny. And they did get laughs. Yes, and you said that there were songs in this movie. There were 17 songs that I counted. I was yes. doing a little... A, you know, a little a, a ticking thing. And I, I noticed that there were 17. Um, I didn't count anything that was like under 10, 20 seconds, just like a little blurb. It no, had to be like a song. full on songs. And they had 17. So the plot of this movie, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh yeah, the plot. We're going to talk about that. There's this show that the boys like to watch from Canada called Terrence and Philip. Oh yeah. And Terrence and Philip are these two guys. They're they're not brothers. They're best friends. They live together, and they fart on each other a lot. They're Canadian. Yes, they are Canadian, and they have flapping heads. And they talk like this. Yes. And everything is a boot farts. It is a boot. Everything is a boot farts. Oh, we should talk about the April Fool's joke. We'll come back to that. Asses of fire. Yeah, so their they're movie, they're coming out with this movie, and it's called Terrence and Philip Asses of Fire. And they really want to go see Asses of Fire. The kids. The kids want to see Asses of Fire, but it's rated R. And they can't see it because it's rated R and they're kids. So they get this homeless man to buy them tickets to see the movie. Yes. So they go see it and they come out of the movie and then they start quoting from it and saying all sorts of foul things. Oh my God. Some of them were were, were pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, they were pretty awesome and pretty terrible. Yes. So they get home and one of the characters, moms, Kyle, Kyle's mom, Kyle's mom's a bitch, which is actually one of the songs in the movie that Cartman sings. Yes. And she takes it upon herself to 
get the movie banned and get Terrence and Philip arrested and try to get them executed. And that's pretty much the plot of this movie. Oh, and then America and Canada are at war. Yeah, well, All because... because of Kyle's mom, who's a bitch. Well, because Canada blows up the Baldwins. And I mean, luckily they didn't get Adam Baldwin because he's not a real Baldwin. So he wasn't at the residence. Yeah. So I say thank you, Canada, at that point. I'm not going to war with them. I'm kind of like... Ah, that wasn't very nice, Canada. Hey, guys, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I want to talk about um, Asses of Fire was over three hours long, <laughs> and they didn't have an intermission. <gasps> oh, just like a certain other movie that's coming up soon. Yeah. I, I mean, really? <sighs> I kind of actually do want an intermission just because... I've never been to a movie where there's been an intermission and I wouldn't really know what to do. The only time <laughs> be, I've been novel. to the movie theater when there was an intermission was when it's um, multiple movies. Well, yeah, we did do that for Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool on Back to the Future. I saw all three of those in the theater yeah. on Back to the Future Day. And well, that makes sense. That's nine hours or whatever. You, you'd be, your eye, well, you know, your teeth would be floating. They're like two hours each. Oh, yeah. But still, I've never been to a theater where there's an intermission during a movie. Yeah, um, talking about how the kids were using all the different swear words at school, one of our favorite radio shows that we listen to here is the KBJ show. And one of the DJs, her husband, just happened to be watching The Dirt on Netflix. And mm -hmm. his son was, uh, if, you're, if you're a parent, you've, you've probably done this before. You're watching a movie or a show. It's not exactly safe for kids. But your kid is on the couch. He's not really watching it. He's on his iPad. He's not really paying attention until you look over and realize that he is paying attention. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> her kid went to school and had some new choice words. Uh, motherfucker was definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. And her kid's like four. <laughs> no, I think he's only three. Oh, God, he's only three. Oh. He's in pre-pre-K. Yeah, he's about to get thrown out of... I mean, and like they were saying, there's nothing more rock and roll than getting fucking kicked out of preschool. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but anyway, um, to get back to this, it, it just kind of was really funny that that just It was happened. very topical. It was topical, but it was after we picked this movie, so yes. it wasn't like that. Um, One of the other plots is that they have to find the clitoris. Well... That goes along with one of the, the love triangle, because oh, yes. one of the characters, Stan, has a little girlfriend. Her name is Wendy Testerberger. Don't fuck with Wendy Testerberger. Yeah, don't fuck with her. <laughs> and there's this new kid in town. His name is Gregory. Yeah, Gregory, I put down, he looks like Aquaman. Like, original Aquaman, his little outfit. He looked kind of ridiculous. Yes. And he's a douchebag. So, he takes a liking to Wendy. And Stan is all upset about that. So Stan asks the um, school lunchroom chef, chef, for advice on how to get Wendy back. So chef just tells him, oh, you have to find the clitoris. And of right. course, this little boy, he doesn't know what that means. <laughs> so the whole rest of the movie, he's on this whole quest. 34% of all males cannot find the clitoris, so they don't know what it means either. So anyway. Moving on. Yes. So, yeah, so there's a lot of little... And, and, again, if you're a South Park fan, there's constant little bits like that, little jokes like that that are that are that that happen throughout the movie that make it, you know, better. Um, it, it I put down uh, the Canadian Minister of Movies. Is that a real or made-up title? That sounded, like, totally fake. But that's one of the things um, 
I guess Kyle's mom is having a, a debate with him, and she didn't like how he was um, disrespecting her. Would, would you let me finish? Would you Would you let me finish? Uh, ha, ha, hello, would you let me finish? We already apologized for Brian Adams, okay? <laughs> Which I was like, why are they apologizing for Brian? Okay, I like Brian Adams. Yeah, and I'm not really a fan of the Baldwins, most of them. So I was kind of like, hmm. Oh, they also take out the Arquettes. So they take out the Baldwins and the Arquettes. Yeah, that was off camera, though. Yeah, well, most of the violence, except for Kenny. And we got to talk about Kenny. So Kenny always dies. This is how I heard about South Park. Let me just flash back a little bit. I was playing softball in Norway. One of my friends tells me about this cartoon, and there's this kid on the show, and he gets killed every single episode. And I was like, that sounds horrible. I don't want to watch that. Because I was assuming it was like gangbangers and like people just like shooting kids. And I was like, that's not cool. And then I'm sitting there. I'm just hanging out. And they had this uh, channel over there called Canal Plus, And they would do these little filler things in between the shows. And all of a sudden I see the episode where Cartman is doing, I like to sing about the moon and the June. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I almost fell off the couch laughing. Seriously, it was really funny. And then I found out that it was that show South Park. And I was just like, this is amazing. And I've been a fan, you know, pretty much ever since, except for the NASCAR episode, which we won't talk about that. But I liked all of them pretty much except for that. There have been a few misses, but there have been definitely a lot more hits. Yeah, and the, the Matt and, and Trey are phenomenal entertainers i mean you look they had huge elaborate dance numbers like the classical musicals and you said that um the opening to this movie was like beauty and the beast like the animated beauty and the beast yeah the very first song the first opening song was called uh uh, mountain town yes and this time around watching it more critically (laughs) because i had to take notes for the podcast Ugh, notes notes pages of notes pages I came to a realization that it reminded me a lot of the opening number in the animated Beauty and the Beast, Belle, when she's walking through the town, talking to all the townspeople. That's kind of the same thing that happens in the opening of South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Stan is walking through the town, talking to all the townspeople and his friends and everything. So that just seemed very similar to me, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they um, actually had a lot of influences from uh, Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. from what they were saying uh yes. i again i haven't seen either of those i haven't seen les miserables and i haven't seen the animated beauty and the beast so i can't speak to that but i definitely it definitely had kind of a disney feel the 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 singing the you know the exposition through singing the entire movie okay so going back to kenny and the fact that he dies he dies in this movie and that's a, a major point of how we get to the devil later on yes so kenny dies by lighting his farts on fire which they learned about in the movie right they and again it's one of those things like oh let's go try this this sounds fun and then (laughs) so kenny dies but he doesn't actually die from the farts he dies from a horrible surgery where they accidentally replace his heart with a baked potato george clooney (laughs) yes (laughs) replaces his heart with a baked potato and he's like uh hey i got some good news i got some bad news the good news is uh I don't remember what the good news is. The bad news is that he has a potato for heart and he has one second to live or something. Yes. And pow. Then he exploded. Right. And then he goes to hell. Now, this is interesting because you said, and you have the soundtrack on your desk right now, the name of the song is Hell's No Fun or something like that. Yes. Supposedly, it's not on the soundtrack. Not on the soundtrack. And it is Metallica. It's the lead singer of Metallica. Oh, Hetfield. Yes. Uh, well, I mean... 
if I hear his voice, to me, that's Metallica. You know, it's like, that's Metallica. <laughs> okay, Justin Timberlake is Justin Timberlake. It's not in sync. Ugh, you better not cut that part out. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, Tits in Space, since you brought up NSYNC. <laughs> he's floating up, and he thinks, he thinks oh, he's, he going, thinks he's to going to heaven. heaven. And then oh, that's yay. when you hear the riff, and then Metallica, or James Hetfield goes, you're going to hell. <laughs> and then he drops, and he goes to hell. And that's where he meets, eventually, he meets Satan. Yes. And Satan, I put down, he reminded me of Cam from Modern Family. Now, Modern Family came out decades later. But he had that vibe to me. He And, you know, I'm watching it now, and I'm like, God, he's just like Cam, isn't he? No. Oh, he's totally like Cam. I, 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 I disagree. That'll be one thing we'll just have to, you know, I'm not going to, like, fight on that hill or anything like that. But, yeah. But watch this movie. Watch a couple episodes of Modern Family. And tell me if you don't think Satan has this total Cam vibe going on. Because I think he does. Well, they did make the character Satan gay. And... I will say, they didn't make a big deal out of it. Well, he's Satan. He can, like, fuck anything he wants is kind of the the way I looked at it. It, It's not so much that he's gay. He's just the devil. He's like, I have a dick. I'm going to stick it into something. Oh, let me stick it into that. You know, that's the way I looked at it. He wasn't with any women, though. No, he wasn't. But And nobody cared. Nobody made a big deal. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just thought about their bedroom. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. So... Satan, in this movie, lived with Saddam Hussein. They were together. Hey, guy. And above their bed, they had a giant picture of Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. It's like this... What was up with that? (laughs) It's funny because, you know, it's an animated movie, again, but every once in a while they'll have, like, a real picture. Yes. Like, this was a real picture of Skeet Ulrich, and he's looking all, like... Pensive. Like I was going to say pensive, actually. I know you are. That is not the secret word. I'm just telling you guys right now, it's not the secret word. Um, So, yeah, he he looked very pensive, and and they showed him a a few times. And I just started laughing, like, what the hell is Skeet Ulrich? And there's a a famous family guy episode where um, Cleveland's like, there's nothing good about you, Skeet Ulrich. Which is terrible. (laughs) He looks like he's a dirt guy, though. He looks like he'd be dirty, like, all the time, you know? No. Yeah, he does. But he's on Riverdale now. Okay. He plays well. Jughead's dad, and he's now the sheriff. He plays somebody's dad. That's, I feel, a hundred. Okay. So, Satan and Saddam, a love story. So, again, I mentioned that Saddam was still alive. But in the beginning of this movie, he dies. He, they don't show him dying, do they? They mention it, like, on the news. Oh, that's right. They mention it on the news. But, yeah, I don't remember how. <laughs> Were you about to say a midget in a bikini? <laughs> but no. you didn't want to? <laughs> No, I was going to say a pack of wild boars, but somehow that didn't seem right. It was something like that, though. Was it something like that? It was. It was something like a pack of wild boars. Uh, We'll let let the listeners uh, wonder about that forever. Or they can watch it and let us know. Yeah, let us know. So they had this really awesome couch. I called it the hell couch because they're in hell, and it's like this pink couch with all these weird like floral patterns on it. Yeah, there's flowers. It was and very pretty. They have a very interesting um, dynamic in their relationship. Uh, you actually see <laughs> Satan at one point. He's got like his little glasses on his nose. And he's reading, oh, this book says all the, why we're so different. And it's uh, <laughs> Satan is from, uh, or no, Saddam is from Mars and Satan is from Venus. Now that's a reference to a book, ladies and gentlemen, uh, children, if you're not familiar with that. There was a book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And uh, it was very popular. It was kind of like the Fifty Shades of Grey. Of, of the no, 90s. No, it wasn't. In popularity. 
Okay. Everybody had that if book. If you think so. Yeah, everybody had that freaking book. Sure. 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 So Gregory, going back to Gregory, Ugh. he was like this little douchey kid that was making the moves on Stan's girl, Wendy. But there's a scene where he's literally standing on a soapbox, and I, I thought that was kind of funny because it's that cliche, like, oh, people standing on their soapbox. But he was actually standing on a soapbox. Yeah, his protest made me roll my eyes. But this movie, and I, I, I tried to get people to, you know, I gave some hints on Twitter to, like, have people try to figure out what the movie was, and they actually guessed it this time, thankfully. Um, but it's really all about censorship and free speech. Yes. And I, I mentioned this was a movie that was in 1999. It was Oscar-nominated, had an all-star cast, and it was all about free speech, and people were just totally over, all over the place. Huh. Um if I mentioned anything about Canada, I thought they'd get it. And I put a little picture of Brendan Fraser with the Dudley Do-Right or whatever when with the binoculars. Uh-huh. They still didn't get it. Not not right away. Kyle's mom. Cartman sings about Cosmo's Kyle's bitch. mom's a big fat bitch. She's a big fat bitch. She's a big fat She's a stupid bitch. Biggest bitch in the whole wide world. So they do like a weird, um, uh, what do you call it? World. It's a small world bit where they show all the different countries. And I was going to ask you what your favorite country was that they showed, but eh. Also, they had blackface, I noticed. <laughs> That's why we might cut that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Eric Idle is actually a voice in this. Like I said, there's an all-star cast. You had George Clooney, Eric Idle. Um, Dave Foley was a voice. Dave and that, Foley. That was one of my questions to, for you. What, who was your favorite celeb cameo? Oh, God. Well, let's name some yeah, of them. Yeah, name like, some so of them. We started naming them. I mean, we're not going to talk about the regular people that are usually on there. So, George Clooney, Brent Spiner, he played the voice of Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I was going to say Conan. Mini Driver played the voice of Brooke Shields. Dave Foley played all the Baldwin brothers. Stupid. Yeah. Eric Idle played Dr. Voxknocker. Yes. That's pretty much it. I mean... Yeah. I, it, when I when I heard Eric Idle, I originally went, "Oh, that's John Cleese." And, and then, I said, "No." Right. And You're wrong. I said it's one of them from uh, Monty Python, and then I it's definitely Eric Idle. Well, it's definitely the guy from the Figment Ride. Yes, it's the guy from the Figment Ride. Yes, the new Figment Ride or the new guy. Yeah, it's been like five different people. I remember the original. Yes, guy. we all remember Dreamfinder. We all miss Dreamfinder. We all want Dreamfinder back. Let it go. <sighs> I think my favorite South Park did a whole episode about that. A whole Yes, they did. Imagination Land. You can buy that as a movie, too. Yes, it is. Which is one of the more disturbing things in existence, so I don't own it. So to answer my question, I think my favorite celeb cameo is going to have to be George Clooney. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's this question I'm going to ask for myself so I can answer it myself. Because okay. you were rambling on. You got skimble scamble. Yeah. So... We're at war with Canada. Who's your favorite celeb cameo? I said Eric Idle. Oh, you didn't answer me. Yeah, well, Eric Idle, I think, because it was so out there. And the fact is that these guys are huge Monty Python fans. And they've mentioned it in different interviews. Uh, one of my favorite interviews that they did is where they're talking about how Mr. Tweak um, is just standing there. And then somebody comes in and like hits him in the side of the head with a cat and he's like okay thank you and then he like walks out and they're like yeah we did that from like a monty python we had this monty python vibe that we wanted to have going on so yeah my my least favorite part of this movie believe it or not is when they burn all the alanis marset cds i was like that's horrible how could they do that to alanis 
that was the part that I was like, okay, now if I'm Canadian, I'd be pissed. Really? I almost took the side of Canada in this movie. Almost. Anyways. What the fuck is wrong with German people? <laughs> I'm not even going to mention that scene. <laughs> it's too bad. It's too horrible. Yeah. Well, did you read that they originally wanted to have it where she was having intercourse with a horse? <laughs> but yep. they had to change it to something else. Yes. Because it was too much for the censors. They're like, no. Speaking of the censors, they just got away with 399 swear words to because... just keep it as a non-NC-17. Yep. So they had 399. Exactly. On the nose. That's crazy. Oh, I wrote, who sang Satan's songs? I was trying to figure that out, but I couldn't find it out. There was a few singers listed um, in IMDb. But n nobody that, like, stood out. I thought it might have been Donny Osmond or somebody cool like that, but it, I don't think it was. And you think about how much M Matt and Trey have exploded in the Broadway scene. I mean, I haven't seen uh, Book of Mormon yet. Well, we, we haven't seen it, but... In the liner notes for the soundtrack, up there, the song that Satan sings says, Performed by Satan the Dark Prince. Yeah, exactly. They love doing stuff like that. And also, that's the only song that doesn't have a cuss word in it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the song that Satan sings. It's like, that's the kind of stuff with this movie. Oh, I mentioned Mr. Hat is in camis. I love that. I haven't seen Mr. Hat in forever. And I was wondering, does his fate end in this movie? Because I don't remember seeing him anymore in the series. He was around for the first couple years, and then he just went away. And went so I'm away. wondering. Then he was replaced by Mr. Twig. Oh, and Mr. Was Twig gone. was terrible. Mr. Twig was just like, why? Why even? Just why? He's terrible. Well, let's talk. Since we're talking about the song, we were talking about the song. What was your favorite song? Oh man, uh, do you have a couple you can give me? I would have to say probably uh, "Hell's Hell's No Fun" or the one with James Hetfield. That doesn't count. You had to pick a song from the soundtrack. Uh, from the soundtrack? Yes, one something that one of the characters sings. I don't want to be cliche, but really, the Brian Boitano song. I mean, it really is. What would Brian Boitano do? Yeah. It's either that or Blame Canada. Blame Canada. I think Blame Canada. But the No, I like the Brian Boitano because it has the good violence in there. Like, he'd kick ass and all that other shit. <laughs> I like Mountain Town, and I'm super. Thanks for asking, because I say that all the time. Yeah, you do. I'm surprised you haven't said it already. You haven't asked me how I am. No, how are you? I'm super! Thanks for asking! You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of musical references in this movie. I caught uh, Pirates of the Penzance because I was uh, in Pirates of the Penzance when I was a kid. And there's this scene where they're showing the um, the big battle that's about to happen tomorrow night. Da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. that, that, like, there's this big kind of, you know... It was a medley song. Yeah, it was a medley. And then this big build-up to the... Oh, the La Resistance is the one that they took. They they made a direct homage with uh, Les Miserables mm -hmm. for the La Resistance song. So again, I haven't seen Les Miserables, so I don't know what that was. I don't know how like directly uh, parodied that was per se. Oh, uh, I I did catch the third act ticking clock on the moles' watch. Yes. Where it's like they, and you know this movie was actually critically acclaimed when it came out there it got mm -hmm. a lot of praise um it was it, it won seven awards for you know lesser um critic circles and things like that so 
Uh, and again, it had an Oscar-nominated song that lost to Tarzan. Oh, it sucks. You'll be in my heart. Yeah. Believe me. Oh, I love the mole because apparently he was weird. He, the mole is one of the only characters that doesn't come back after they reset things. Right, cause because he died. He, because he was always oh, like spoiler. Yeah, yeah. He was always like, "Fuck God, that bastard!" And <laughs> now, if you watch any World War II movies back in like the '60s, there was always that kind of character. There was that weird little French Resistance character. And he, I loved him because he's like walking around in his house, like you said. He's like answering the door with a shovel and a cigarette, and his yeah. mom is like, "What? what? <laughs> Why is like he walking, walking around, around with a shovel?" <laughs> I love it. What's wrong with this kid? And you kind of know he's gonna die, weirdo, because he's just so. And that, that's the way it is I in the movies hate too. Dogs. Okay, I wanted to see if we could get some audience participation here. Um, this might be a little bold because we're fairly new still, but I was wondering if we could get some people to send in their best dying giraffe sounds because they use that as like a, a call to alarm like uh, you know like like when you're like oh somebody's coming so they make this weird dying giraffe sound so let me hear your dying giraffe sound you. I didn't know I was supposed to practice well, that Well you don't have to practice it just do it Whoa. <laughs> See now you're laughing at me do yours <laughs> You got to do the arms you got to fold your arms Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome oh god i love the i wrote i love the atari 2600 action like airplanes like if you remember the old atari they had the action and combat games where it was like these terrible planes so all the war and all the all the the big dramatic violence that's going on is these just little you know really poorly drawn cartoons really with the exception of, that's what I wanted to talk about, with the exception of Kenny's surgery, I actually had to look away at one point because they're ripping stuff out of him and it's like really visceral and you can almost feel it. It's like, ah, oh, man. Mm -hmm. So they thought this was going to be the end of them. Mm -hmm. They were like, after this movie, we're done because there's no way, one, nobody's going to like this. The sensors are going to go through the roof. It's going to cause such an outcry that people are going to be like, you know, the religious right of the time would have been like, we need to, to get rid of this show or whatever. And it, it didn't happen. So they've just kept going. And they've said if they ever make a sequel to this movie, that will be the end of South Park. Yep. It'll be like, that's it. That's the continuation and the finale, the end. The end. Yeah. So a couple of classic South Park moments that I enjoyed, you know, because I'm all about the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed seeing Mr. Hat. Yes. I enjoyed seeing Chef. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the, oh my God, you killed Kenny, you bastard, because they don't do that anymore. No, they really don't. They did it actually twice in this one, because yes. they thought he was dead the first time, and yes. he wasn't dead, and yeah. Yes. And I enjoyed not seeing PC Principal, because that character is so annoying. He sucks a bunch of dicks. Oh. We don't like PC Principal. No, sorry. Oh, you know who's worse than PC Principal? The babies? Yes. His stupid PC babies are really horrible. I'm sorry. Well, you're supposed to hate them because they are just as annoying and obnoxious as real PC people. It's like, I can't even imagine. You know, somebody said, uh, somebody said on, on Twitter the other day, how did kids that were raised on South Park and Family Guy become such little offended babies? by everything 
bitches. I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't either. <laughs> it's like, dude. I, I was raised on The Simpsons, but, like, kids that are raised on Family Guy, which they shouldn't be, by the way, but right. <laughs> if they are, it's kind of like, just, oh my god, comedy Get is offensive. It. Comedy yes, is, is offensive. That My drama teacher taught us that. She said, you want to know what's funny? Somebody falling down the stairs. You want to know what's even funnier? A fat person falling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. She's like, it, it she was a, a large woman, too, so, I mean, she, it's just like, I'm a tall, skinny guy. It you, you 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 can't be so offended by everything. Sometimes you just gotta laugh. And I think that again, this was 1999. This was before September 11th, and I don't know if that had anything to do with where we're at now. But it just seems like people weren't so afraid to laugh and say things. There's a word in here that I'm afraid to say. Actually, that they said in the movie that I will not say, even though we are listed as explicit, because I don't want to get fired. It begins with an F and it. Ends with a T. Fart? Yeah, let's go with fart. It's a little longer than that. <laughs> so I said that I would talk about the April Fool's joke. So yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't know about this. I wasn't prepared about this. Okay. It wasn't in my notes. So way, way back in the way back machine, when season one of South Park ended, it ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, God. It was a cliffhanger to find out the father of Eric Cartman. So when season two started, the season two season premiere was supposed to air on April 1st. Oh, that's right. So being the funny guys that they are, the creators of South Park decided to air an episode that was not going to reveal who the father of Eric Cartman was. Oh, no. They were going to reveal an episode called Terrence and Philip, Not Without My Anus. Yes. So it was a whole half hour episode all about Terrence and Philip. It did not feature the regular characters from South Park at all. So naturally, the fans were pissed because <laughs> they wanted to find out who the father of Eric Cartman was. Who is Eric Cartman's mother? Exactly. Father. 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 Yeah, father. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know if you can spoil something from 21 years ago, but whatever. I probably can. I'm good at that. Anyways, so then the episode that they were waiting for didn't actually end up airing for another couple of weeks because then there was some kind of break from airing new episodes. But yeah, apparently all the viewers were pissed. I wasn't watching South Park at that time. I didn't start watching it until later, so I missed out on all that. So I found out all this trivia afterwards. But I find that hilarious. And I also don't participate in April Fool's jokes because I think they're stupid. Yeah. You know, I do the faking Star Wars thing on the other podcast that I co-host. Mm-hmm. and um, Every day is April Fool's Day for you there. Pretty much. And people were like, well, you should just do real news today. And we're like, hey, don't fucking tell us how to do our fucking job, guy. And it's like, hey, buddy. Yeah, relax. <laughs> what we did actually is we did a, a podcast. Uh, the other guys did it actually. And it was all Star Trek. So that was kind of funny. Well, huh. it started off as all Star Trek, but then it kind of went back into Star Wars because they tried to do Star Trek and they just were like, I, ah, uh, I can't even, uh, so gross. Uh, they couldn't do it. Also, apparently the new Star Trek Discovery show, they have a force that binds things. They have this intergalactic war fighting an evil empire. And there's all these other things that are like... Are they confused? They're ripping off Star Wars, apparently. So it's a good model. So that's why they're doing so successfully, I guess. Anyway. Um, when are we going to try our weird candy? I was about to say, we got to get into the trying the weird candy. So some other podcasts do this, and I don't care. We're going to do it too. Um, 
If we it's love... a good idea, we like it. it well, yeah, and, and this was totally organic, too. This wasn't something forced. Uh, again, we mentioned Tate's as much as we can because we love Tate's. We love Tate's. We're at Tate's, which is our this kind of cool comic store around here, but they do comics all, and other things. all sorts of stuff. They have like novelties and stuff like that. Um, and they have Japanese food. Now, I just saw this weird character, and she looks kind of like a 1970s redheaded woman, and she's got like this look on her face like she's pooping. And all I see in English, the only word in English is ribon, R-I-B-O-N. And That's a, not English. I'm a little... Well, no, but the, I mean, okay, English. Letters. Eng, <laughs> what do you call those letters? Alphabet letters, not pictures. Not uh, not in Japanese. Cuneiform or whatever they call it. Whatever the hell they call it. The Asian. It's not Asian. Okay. The only word that's not anyway. Asian is R-I-B-O-N. So I'm a little nervous. It's got like a pink... Oh, it almost looks like Pepto-Bismol with a white thing in the center. I haven't even opened the bag yet. Now what do you have, Madison? I have what looks like hard candies and mine says plum and apple vinegar. And mine is all pink. Plum and apple vinegar. At least you know <laughs> what flavor you're going to get. I'll let you go first. Okay, I'm unwrapping my candy now. Yeah, we have not added any sound effects. This is actual live sound effects that you're hearing. Oh, I just added that sound effect. It tastes like vinegar. Oh. But I like the taste of vinegar. Oh. I'm vinegar. weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm so freaking out right now. I really should have had a drink with me. Oh, my God. So I'm opening this up. It tastes like plum and apple vinegar just in a candy. I'm opening mine up, and <laughs> it's got something written in Japanese on it. <laughs> and it's got, like, this explosion-looking thing. So <laughs> it's been nice knowing you, I guess, per se. Which, by the way, the whole per se thing is totally from South Park. The goth kids. Per se. Yes. Oh my god, here we go. It tastes like... Is it chewy? Oh, it's a little chewy. Mine is sucky. I don't know how to describe the taste. It's kind of like... Your favorite. Vinegar? Watermelon. Oh god, I hate watermelon. <laughs> Madison is notorious for her hatred of watermelon. So, um, it has kind of a, a bitter watermelon taste, actually. This is the thing I don't like about Asian candies. It always has some kind of off taste to me. So, before we wrap up the podcast here, I have to mention, is there anything that you wanted to, you said you had a couple questions that you wanted to ask? Um, I asked them already. Is there any different way you would have liked to see the movie end? No. No? I think it ended just swimmingly. Yeah, and I'm, I, don't, I don't care. Again, we're going to spoil things because it's been on for 20 years. Um, it ends with the first line by Kenny where he's not muffled by his uh, muffler, his little uh, jacket. And he says, goodbye, you guys. And then he goes to heaven. Back to the space tits. And this time he actually goes to the space tits. The end. No, I'm only kidding. I will now reveal the secret word, which I think it's a tie, actually. The secret word was skimble scamble. That's right. 
skimble scamble, which is an adjective, which means rambling, confused, nonsensical, much like our podcast sometimes. But skimble scamble is the secret word. Now, shall I reveal my pick, my he pick? I'm I'm yes. really excited about this. Everyone's dying to find out. All right. So, I will reveal hints about it, like we did for this movie, because I don't want to give it away. I want people to try and have a little bit of fun trying to figure out what movie it is. This movie came out in the 90s. It features two really big actors of the 90s. One was from TV. One was from movies. Started in TV. It's about psychology. It's about Ooh. it's about a group of people in uh, in a... What do you call that? A group... Uh, you know, like a support group, a support group of people, and it's all these these uh, these different people dealing with relationships. And what made me think about it as we were watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they showed and in the episode they were talking about um, this shrink, and right away I was like, well, that guy did it. He's the shrink did it or whatever. And then I asked you if you had seen this movie, and you said, what the hell is that movie? I've never heard of this movie. What are you talking about? I said, oh, let's find it. And we found a trailer for it. But the, it was we, it's one of these movies that is so off the radar that the trailer is literally just two minutes of the movie in the middle of the movie. It's, it's not, not like even a, a It's not a packaged trailer at all, no. It's just like, here's, here's two minutes of this movie. Enjoy watching it. But... It's, it's one of these psychological thrillers that I've always liked. Nobody ever talks about it. So, see if I can give you any more hints without giving it away. I will give this out to people that I know will get it, but other people will have no clue. But this is a really big clue. The lead character cannot see the color red. And that is all I will say about all right, so thank you very much. I think we covered everything that we had to cover. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we covered everything that we needed to cover. And you know about the next pick being a he pick. So go ahead and definitely subscribe to our podcast. Tell all your friends about us. Tell all your enemies about us. Tell random strangers on the street. We don't care. Mm -hmm. Hey, tell Tate's about us because we're always throwing them a little bit of, uh, you know, word and we'd like to get some love back from them maybe this thing is still on my mouth i'm like yeah it's not great <laughs> subscribe check us out on twitter at film grouch you can check out madison at on twitter at movie princess but she doesn't really tweet and you can check out my instagram at film grouch and do you want me to give them your instagram or sure and you can also check out madison's Instagram, which is JennyBenny78? No. I knew I was wrong. I don't even know what it is. Oh, my God. I don't either. <laughs> we should leave this in here. Not all the dead time, but... JennyB78. B-E-E. JennyB78. All right. And um, definitely check out filmgrouch.com. That's how we started everything. We started off as irate films and then we became film grouch and we do movie reviews we do giveaways 
and to our subscribers. I, oh, also, I, I wanted to mention I'm also on Letterboxd now. Uh, you can find me on Rick Swift, and I'm adding to my lists. Um, I really love Letterboxd because for years people were asking me, well, what's your favorite movie of this year? And what's your favorite? I don't know. I, I didn't want to be bothered writing articles about that. It's a pain in the ass. So when I found out about Letterboxd, I can make my list real fast. I can tell you my top movies, my bottom movies. I There's different list uh, categories that I can come up with. And so I'm working on that as we speak. Um, I'm building up that set of lists. So uh, hopefully I'll see you following me there. Thank you very much for listening to us. And we hope that you will listen to us some more. You have anything else you want to say besides bye? No. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, you guys.